Today's single mommy episode has to do with self-worth. This is something that I've realized a lot of women struggle with and not necessarily exclusively single mothers. However, some of the situations that single mothers find ourselves in has to do with our low perception of ourselves. And that's one thing that I've realized it translates and it also vibrates to other people without us saying a word. It's written all over our actions. It's written all over our face. It's also laced in between the words that we say and how we say them. So I'm going to go back to a time prior to me having my daughter that was about seven years ago um, where I met her dad and there were flags on the play that I chose to ignore. Of course, a hopelessly romantic and optimistic person that I am, I thought that in due times those things would dissipate or that they were not as big of a deal as they have turned out to be. And one of the things that I've realized over the course of time is that when you see a flag and it rears its head, trust a flag to be a flag. A flag does not morph into something different. It just is what it is. And the things that I had at the time that we met are things that slowly eroded from my life and that I had to build back up piece by piece. When he met me, I had a stable job at a great company. The company, of course, had its own flaws, but overall, they treated me right. They treated me well. I did have a home that I was renting, a full two-story house in the suburbs, and I really loved that house and the peace that it brought me. I also had, of course, a car. Well, I don't want to say of course, because many people don't have a car, but I did have a car also that was fully paid for, and I did not have a note that I had to worry about for that. And I had a lot of friends. I was very active in my church, and that was one thing that I really loved. I had an active church, and I had an active church life, and I had a lot of friends that I could call upon and hang out with. So my life was pretty, pretty vibrant for the most part. I'm not a party girl. I never was. But the things that I did love to do, um, travel or go to different places and definitely go out to eat. Those were things that my life was full of. So when I met him, um, I was in a place where I was open I mean, I was never a serial dater, so I wasn't involved in a relationship, and he seemed well put together. We met through, um, well, actually, funny enough, we were friends on Facebook much longer than when we met on a dating app, and I didn't even know that or realize that we were friends on Facebook, but we were, and when he came across my profile on a dating app, he said, hey, we're friends on Facebook. And I said, really? And I had to go look at my friends list. And sure enough, there he was. We had been friends for, I think, a little over a year at that time, if I'm not mistaken. 
but um, he lived in my hometown and I lived not far from his hometown. And um, so we got to know each other long distance over a very short period of time. And on paper, through his profile and the words that he spoke, he um, was a man who had a great career. He dealt with the medical um, industry. He was actually in surgical tech. He was a surgical tech. Um, And he seemed like he was educated. He seemed like he was intelligent. Um, And he also seemed like he had a thriving career, or at least a stable one. So when he asked me to move up to my hometown, since my family is there, I thought, why not? Especially because our plan was not to be there forever, but to be there for a few years. Um, And I was supposed to solely focus on establishing a family business for us. I've been a serial entrepreneur since a friend of mine way back in the late 90s introduced me to entrepreneurship. So I thought, this is cool. I can go up there, focus on that. We're talking about starting a family, getting married and starting a family. It seemed like a win-win. He was also very familiar with my uh, religious denomination and he knew some of the same people that I knew. So there were levels of confidence that I had and I trusted those instead of really where I should have trusted. One, seeking God's help, um, but also just trusting instinct, my female intuition. But nonetheless, I ended up going up to my hometown to be with him and left everything behind. Um, I ended up having to do everything long distance, oddly enough, meaning move out of the house that I was renting. Oh, let me back this up, by the way. Um, He stated that he was going to continue to pay my rent so that when we moved back to Georgia, we would already have a place to stay. So I said, okay, that's cool. Sounds like a plan. And I did just that. I left everything behind and I went and followed him and there was nothing to follow. So fast forward to me getting to my hometown, things were not as they were said to be, and a whole nother load of stress was added to my life, me trying to find a a place to stay, a job, um, all of that, because I'd left all of those things behind down here. The thing that I did have, which was in my favor, of course, was that I had family, And there's one particular family member who, whenever I do go to my hometown, I'm able to stay with. So that was a blessing, but it was still a stress, stressful situation because that was self-induced stress that totally could have been avoided. And I wasn't planning on having that (laughs) 
element added to my life. But nonetheless, fast forward to me becoming a single mom. Um, I was 36, I believe, when my daughter was born. And at that stage in my particular life, I'm not speaking for all women all across the globe, but in my stage, at that time in my stage in my life, that was not a time to just randomly pop up with child. Um, Maybe in my 20s, possibly in my teens, but I was not an active person in my teens. Not until late, late in my teens. Almost 18 years old, so. Um, But, you know, being uh, pregnant and unmarried in your mid-30s, and, you know, it was just kind of weird, but it was the, whatever you want to call it, that I carried, you know. It was my situation, the cards that I was dealt, and the cards that I, you know, had a, a hand in shuffling. So, um, but I didn't have a place to stay. And I, during such a short time frame, found um, a job, applied for and secured a job, secured a place to live and all of that. Meanwhile, entertaining a man who did not fulfill his obligations and his promises. And I see so many times that we as women can just fall for the okie doke with these men They paint these beautiful, majestic, memorable pictures. More beautiful than Picasso and Van Gogh. But yet, it's not a picture. It's some false dream that we have and it taps into our inner being. And there's some reason that we fall for it. Even when we know that there's something behind the canvas that's cracking that's going to make it fall apart or that they use cheap paint to paint with. There's something in there along the way that we intrinsically know this is full of crap, but we proceed and we marvel at it anyway. And One of the things with my particular situation with my daughter's father is that I had moved for him not once but twice. The first time that I moved for him, um, he didn't have his stuff together and he was premature and trying to um, secure me to the point that he didn't have his self secured. So therefore, when I went and moved, nothing was in place like it needed to be. And I returned back to where I was living, well, not the same house. I had to stay with friends, but I had to start all over again. And then after, I think it was a year, um, we connected again and It was in my understanding, it was my hope that when he said that things would be different and that he changed, I believed it to be so. 
So I moved for him again. That time, I did not have a car to lose. Um, I did not have a home to lose or forfeit. And I did not also have a job to lose or forfeit. The only thing that I did lose was my self-worth, whatever of it that I did have. And I moved up there and same story, just a different day of the week. Um, A thousand miles away to find out that he hadn't changed and I think he really does believe the lies that he tells. I really, to this day, believe that. I think that he, I think that a person, when they lie um, so much, I think that there's something in them that really believes what they're saying. And I find that so scary. I find it so sad. Um, And I also find it very dangerous because um, at first glance to an onlooker or whatever, the other party, you would never know. I mean, you wouldn't necessarily have cause to believe that this person is not telling you the truth. But somewhere along the way, those flags tend to rear their their head again. So I moved up a second time. And that second time that I moved up, I was able to settle in a lot quicker. Um, After time, I mean, I got pregnant first. But after I was a few months into my pregnancy, I was able to secure um, a one-bedroom apartment. I did have a full-time 40-hour-a-week job. Um, And I think I did buy a car. I did buy a car. Um, So I was regaining a lot of those things that, the tangible things that I had lost um, the first go-round. But there were still things that seemed off. Um, he was distant. Um, he was. He came around when he wanted to. He did not contribute to my household. He did not contribute financially in any way. The only thing that he did contribute to was that he also likes to eat um, fine foods. So every once in a while, he would order takeout from Ruth's Chris. I mean, not Ruth's Chris. Um, what is that place? I can't even think of the name of it, but it's um, some Asian restaurant. Uh, but that would be the one thing that he con- contributed to, if you will. But other than that, diapers, rent, electricity, phone bill, any of those basic things. No, I did not um, get help with at all. Um, so needless to say, after my daughter was a year old, I decided to move back to the state that I was originally in when I first met him and start a better life for her because I didn't want to sit there and struggle in New England with high taxes and high rent and high cost of living and literally just work to pay my rent. 
Who wants to do that? Well, I didn't want to do it. Um, Even though I was surrounded by family, I was surrounded by loved ones who could certainly help me, but that was the choice that I made and the decision that I had to make. And I thought that I could come back and kind of pick up where I left off with my friends, and I realized that that didn't happen. That landscape changed drastically for whatever reason. I don't That one I can't put a finger on. Um, It is what it is. But a lot of the friends that I thought would be there for me that would, you know, be able to help out or go out and all of that, it didn't happen that way. And that was um, a bitter pill to swallow for for sure. But here I am. You know, my daughter is about to turn seven in a week and a half. And well, no, one week. And um, I realized how things played out in the course of time. In the course of time with him, in the course of time with me, he is not there for his daughter. We hardly have any communication. I mean, I don't change my phone number and he doesn't change his. But he's still the person that I met. And the only difference is that We have a daughter together, and he actually has more children than I originally thought. So that's um, definitely awakening. But there are so many other stories that I come across of other women who have children with men who show themselves. Now, I'm blessed to only have one child, but I see people having babies upon babies upon babies upon babies with the same man or the same type of man and it makes me wonder what is going on not so much with the man because of course we could focus on him but the man usually I mean he can come and go honestly he can come no pun intended and he can go and a woman is left to hold the bag to carry everything the baby and everything that comes along with that child or children. Why is it that we make the decisions that we make? And it largely has to do with something going on in our mind, in our heart, that is out of alignment. And one scripture that came to me yesterday when I thought of a certain situation um, was a proverb. It's from Proverbs 26, 11. As a dog returns to his vomit, so a fool repeats his folly. Nobody certainly likes to be called or thought of as a fool. And we definitely don't like the idea of a dog returning to its vomit. But can you just imagine that for a moment? When we throw up as humans, it's disgusting. It has a disgusting smell to it. It definitely looks disgusting, and we don't even want to clean it up, let alone who wants to go and eat it back up. We don't. Vomit is something that we would throw away or flush down the toilet. But yet, we do that when we return back to these men who are not worth anything in our lives. They don't add the value that they're supposed to. They're supposed to be there for us and with us 
and definitely not leave us with children that we have to work hard for, work two, three jobs for, um, go here, go there, run around with like a chicken with your head cut off. Men are supposed to be there to help balance it out. And I do give credit to men who certainly are there for their children. Now, I give credit to them just like I did. Do I throw them a party or give them an award? No, because honestly, they're doing what they're supposed to do. The thing is, in our society here in America, we tend to reward things that are basic, that you're supposed to do anyway. But yet, because our society can seemingly be so out of order, people don't do the things that they're supposed to do, so therefore that becomes the new norm. And when somebody does what they're supposed to do, we make it a big deal. Um, And that's not how it's supposed to be. And I don't know if we'll ever get back to the way that things are supposed to be, but that is our reality here in the United States. But I just want, as we're leaving from 2020 going into 2021, and this year has brought its own set of challenges and no one is left unscathed in any form or fashion. I really don't believe that you are. Unless you've been in a coma the entire year, everybody is going to go into 2021 with some level of residue. But we need to look at our choices in, in men, especially when we have our children. Because when you didn't have your children, you were free to make your mistakes and they really only affected you. Um, but when we have our children, the game changes 180 degrees. It, it's not all about us. It's not all about okay, I made a mistake and I could just move forward. No, you now have two or more eyes looking back at you. And even if they're infants, they're still absorbing everything that's around them. So the things that you do, the things, the decisions that you make impact them because unless you're very intentional about each and every decision that you make, odds are you're going to do the same thing again. And I'm speaking from my own experience because I have made mistakes. And one thing that I have not done in the entire time that my daughter's been alive is date anybody or court anybody or entertain anybody. I have not done that at all. And I've been really slow to get into that space in my life because for the first however many years, I really wanted to pay attention to her. And it was really all about her and getting her stable and this, that, and the third. Um, And then after that, I guess it kind of just spilled over into that as well. I've had other issues that have come up that have commanded my attention more so than companionship. Do I want to have marriage and have a family unit like that? I do. However, I don't want it at any cost. I want it to be the right situation because especially at almost seven years old, my daughter is very, very aware of a lot of different things and she's very smart and intelligent. 
and I don't want to have the wrong situation brought upon us when it could have been mommy we could have done bad by ourselves we don't need an extra person in our household especially one that's supposed to be head of household to be in our space and cause havoc um we have peace right now and that's the way that I want to have it so if it ends up being that Jesus cracks the sky and it is just me and my daughter then amen to that but if there is a man who can come and enhance what we have going on and we're able to enhance what he has going on then that would be a wonderful situation but I just want to encourage single moms to really take inventory of who you have in your life and who you have in your children's life. Because now more than ever, things are crazy. People are crazy. And there are a lot of people who honestly live with nothing to lose. And the one thing that they don't want to lose is you, but yet they don't want to lose you because of what you bring to their lives, not because of what you guys have together. And a man who has no job, has no place of his own, and has no moral compass, if he's in your space and if he's in your bed, he definitely has nothing to lose. Um, Going to jail or going to prison for him or even losing his own life is a drop in the bucket. But you're the one who has everything to lose. Not just you and your life, but your baby's lives as well. And I've seen countless stories and situations of domestic violence this year alone um, of even married people. Married people who have had children and the husband, for whatever reason, you know, the straw broke the camel's back and now the lady, the wife is dead And those children have lost both of their parents. Um, So we really need to be uh, paying attention to the things that we have going on because the lives of your children is worth way more than what a man can bring to you, honestly. When it's all said and done, we are responsible and we're accountable for our children. And the one thing that I can say for sure is that I just lost my train of thought. Um, The one thing that I can just say for sure is that we have to hold each other up. And if you're not a mom and you're just uh, a support person in the lives of a, a single mom, find out really what she needs, but also help her, um, if she is struggling with making poor choices in men, help her. Help her find her way. Sometimes we we want the best in people who may not even know what the best is for themselves. And that's where we come in. And we have to do the best that we can. So I'll see you the next episode of Single Mama Sodes.